Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by the best co-host ever, Mozzie. Hey, hey, hey. How have you been, man? How have you been? Did you did you enjoy all the games last week? Oh my goodness, dude. Yes. <laughs> oh, they're so good. I think I only really saw the Chiefs game, though. Yeah, that was. I got to watch the Sunday ones more because um, Saturday, because I was like traveling up to up to Cleveland during one of the games, like the first Saturday game. So I was like watching some on my phone and whatnot, and then um. I we were I was hanging out with my friends' places, so I had him put the Baltimore game up on his computer monitor and like stream it while I was like sitting there around. I was trying to watch as much as possible. <laughs> but sorry, uh, man. It, it was it was a bummer because I uh, before the game started, so uh, Ben, his girlfriend's a, a Pittsburgh fan because she's from Pittsburgh, and so she obviously doesn't like the Ravens. So mm-hmm. we made a bet on the game, and so the Ravens were big favorites. So getting getting so like I if I were to say oh. If the Ravens win, I'll give you um, like five bucks. If the Titans win, you give me three bucks. Like that, like those three to five odds are objectively good. Like on that kind of a favorite, I would say. Uh, but, definitely. But when it shots, it get, like so. That's what I was at a you're hanging out at a party, and so I the bet was if the Ravens lose, I'll take five shots. Oh and, God. <laughs> So, oh no! I somehow didn't fully die, but man, I was rough. Because what? So yeah, what I did was I took like three and poured it into a cup and just. Ah! Oh. Uh, luckily, just gave my stomach like the churns. Luckily, someone had brought like lemon Bacardi, and that was like the easiest thing to do for it. So I did. Oh, that. there, there you go. Yeah, that, yeah, that definitely helps. It still wasn't wonderful by any means, but a lot of times I'll be at a bar with somebody and. Bartender will be like, hey, you guys want some shots? And literally every time it is Jameson. And literally every time I want to fucking shoot myself in the face. Because it is nice of them to offer it, but god damn it. Gosh, yeah. I suppose I, it's more palatable than doing a shot of like vodka or something. Yeah, but. plain vodka is so gross to take a shot of. It's just like, why don't I just huff some rubbing alcohol while I'm at it? <laughs> like, let, me, let me just like cut myself and pour ice in the wound because it's about the same amount of pain here. Like, <clears throat> I had this uh, old coworker Eddie who was um he was Russian and <laughs> or was he Ukrainian? I'm not sure. Definitely a big difference between the two of them, but I'm not sure which it was anyway. Yeah. He'd always tell me like his medicine was to take a shot of vodka with black pepper in it. <laughs> that sounds like so warm. Warm vodka by the way with black pepper in it that, that shit sounds like something you you'd up, like man. see like in a movie like and they have a russian person like talking about some like random ass thing they do like, right like oh, believe me this will fuck you up yeah it sounds <laughs> like right. it sounds like it's such a stereotypical thing for like a russian person to do <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i was like wow you are actually insane <laughs> uh, vodka with pepper like i'm trying to think how i would not gag I don't think I would be able to. I feel like the it. black pepper might actually really help. I don't know. Cover up that like stringent. Yeah, I gotta. Tr- I'm how much? How much black pepper? How much black pepper? I'm not sure. That's, that's like a key factor. Like, <laughs> is it like like a lot? Is it like a whole gram? Is it like a couple sprinkles? Like, I'm, I don't know if that would be like worse or just like the same. I don't. I don't see I'm like that. imagining if I had a sore throat and I did this, it might actually help. If it there was, was any bacteria in there, yes. it's gonna kill it. Yeah, that's the point. Because like I know people will like take a shot like 151 or like gargle it and spit it out Ooh. to like get rid of the crap in it. 
or that might, might just be my dad. I don't know. But my brain just threw up. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, enough about drinking straight liquor. Uh, <laughs> where were we? The games. Yeah. So anyway, so my bet, my bet went poorly, and I, I luckily during the fourth quarter I ate a ton of guac, so that kind of helps. Mm, I ate a mm. lot of chips and guac during the fourth quarter to help prep me. Excellent. It's a pretty good drunk food. It's got a lot of fat, but like yeah. good fat. Yeah, that, and then it helps like line your stomach a bit for the alcohol too. So exactly. But when you're in a pinch, grab that guac, baby. Fuck <laughs> it up. So yeah, our um, let's see, we went what two and two on our on our game calls. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because mm-hmm. neither of us picked Baltimore. Yeah, and we both took uh, Seattle. Yeah, which that one was really close. At least. Yeah, I mean that one I thought was kind of a toss up of two teams that should that aren't really yeah they've been overperforming all year yeah yeah they're just not complete enough something about the Packers is just off mm-hmm. I it's... think I think it's really just that it's they literally just have Devontae and yeah. Aaron Jones I think that's the biggest thing they really need a second wide receiver so do the Saints fucking do it God Dude, damn yeah Ro- Robbie's services will be in high demand this offseason there are so many teams oh. that could use Robbie dude. Dude, like, yeah, literally, like any of these, like the Ravens or the Seahawks or the Saints could all like desperately use Robbie. Yeah, or like or the, the Pats or the Packers. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> the Packers. Yeah, like the Packers obviously need it. <laughs> yeah, no, I um, it sucks, Eagle but like, yeah. I love Robbie, so I'll wish him love wherever he goes. Yeah, I'm sure he's gonna go somewhere sunny because he, he likes when the sun be out. So. When the sun be out, <laughs> stay out late. <laughs> uh, yeah, but so as far as far as our our player calls went, the the Minnesota San Fran one, those were some pretty rough calls because of how the game went. Not much fantasy goodness aside from like Tevin Coleman and the Niners defense. Although I think we were aware there was some fuckery afoot among the running backs, but yeah, we definitely were aware of like San Fran's running back situation and not particularly being confident in any particular one of them being the star, mm-hmm. just because of how they rotate so much. <clears throat> the cook. Cook kind of surprised me just a little bit. They really couldn't do anything offensively. Yeah, San Fran's defense like just soaring them, and then they could not stop the running game. They, could, I mean, most. I mean, he he went out, but he and Tevin both averaged four point eight yards a carry. So yeah, they just couldn't uh, stop shit. Yeah, I mean, I was listening to something basically say that the Vikings had one of the worst postseason offensive performances ever. Like, because if you take away the Diggs touchdown. Yeah, it was. Yeah, aside from that Diggs touchdown, it was fucking awful, dude. It was awful. They they got a field goal, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, I can't just say like, oh, if they didn't score a touchdown, they would have only had three points because mm-hmm. they did. But I mean, they still know. only had ten points. So. They, yeah, they really, it was. Pretty <laughs> it wasn't good game, by any means, but yeah, the, the, the Niners pretty much did what the Titans did. <laughs> they, ran, they ran forty-seven times and threw nineteen times. So yikes! Yeah, I mean, and then the Titans, you see, they they run thirty-seven pass fifteen. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a testament to maybe we should be taking the Titans this Sunday, but or this weekend because it seems like this right now is the winning trend, and it's to eat clock with running game mm-hmm. and a strong offensive line and like a quarterback that doesn't throw it more than twenty times a game because they don't need to; they just kind of keep the drive alive with their arm. But it's all about the running and rushing attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. It's going to be interesting to see if Tennessee can keep, like, running as hot as they have been. Because, I mean, like, obviously, like, you have to be good to start. But... Dude, muscle uh, train won't stop choo-choo. Gosh, and baby. dude. Like, <laughs> this postseason run of his has been, like, 
otherworldly. And like so because we we have him um on a like on one of our like on our shared dynasty team. And yeah. like as much as we want to keep him, I'm like how much will someone pay for Derrick Henry? Like I know, I'm totally like on board with that. <laughs> It's yeah, I mean, like, in the offseason, we kind of talked about Derrick Henry and how people were really undervaluing him. Dude. Like, it's not his fault he was in, like, the worst offensive scheme. Uh-huh. Like, last, last year during the season, like, I got, like, poo-pooed for saying, like, Derrick Henry was good. And now, like, he looks like a fucking cyborg. <laughs> he looks like a god amongst men yeah. out there, dude. So, <laughs> over the Titans' last 10 games, they've only, all their scoring has been touchdowns except for one field goal. Yep. So they, they oh, yeah, they're like offensive efficiency is disgusting. Yeah. So Greg Joseph, who they found in week 16, has not even attempted a field goal yet. So, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're just running so absurdly hot that I'm curious, like, how long that lasts. Yeah, because if it keeps going, then their kicker just isn't going to take one this game. But if they go into a situation where they need their kicker to make a field goal, that's pretty bad <laughs> that he hasn't kicked one yet. And his first one's in the fucking eight. AFC championship game. <laughs> oh my god, the pressure. I'm intrigued, but yeah. So they they've been balling out. Their so their game plans have been good. Their their defensive game plans have been solid. Like they were able to like keep contain on Lamar. I mean, he obviously he ran for a lot of yards, but he ran twenty times. They were able to like keep him from doing his wizardry, pretty much. Yeah. No. I mean, how many yards did Lamar have on the day? So he threw for three sixty five. Although he did throw fifty nine times, and he ran twenty times for one forty three. Like he. Like, this was one of those things where, like, he is, like, he's, like, what, 22 or something? 508 yards of offense through Lamar. Mm-hmm. This is one of those, so yeah, he's 23. He, like, just turned 23. <clears throat> and so this is one of those things for me. Obviously, I'm going to stand for him, of course. But he's 23. This is his second season and only his full his first full starting season. Like True. Yeah. I, I know people are talking about, like, oh, Lamar Jackson chokes in the playoffs. Like, I'm, I'm not worried about it really going forward. If anything, it'll no, keep him more motivated. I don't... Yeah. My guess is that's a, something that he has to just go through, yeah. and it probably won't happen again. And I mean, it, it, it happens to young players all the time, too. Yeah, dude, we all saw fucking Trevor. Sam Darnold. I was going to say, uh, yeah, the Sam Darnold. I was going to say, like, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence in the Clemson-LSU uh, game, even, in the championship game. Yeah, like, that, too. He was, he was pretty much having a cam game, is what I called it, like, overthrowing and then trying, like, too hard to, like, run and make stuff happen. Oh, yeah, dude. He was floating. Yeah, and, like, that was, I mean, it, sometimes it happens, but. <laughs> yeah. But Baltimore's in a, yeah, Baltimore's in a good spot for next year, though. They have, like, a ton of cap room still, so. I and did then, get one sort of errant call, right? Like, just out there, I said that you're going to see one of the other touch, like, one of the other tight ends score, like, a good touchdown at uh-huh. some point in the game. It ended up being Hayden Hurst in garbage time. But I was like, it's either going to be Hurst or Boyle. I don't know which one, <laughs> <laughs> but it will be one of them. Yeah, Hurst had a solid game there as like a random one. But um, yeah, this Tennessee has been that was a big upset. That was I mean, good good on Rabel there for sure. But um, yeah. So yeah, said so, and then next up, yeah, the Houston Kansas City game we talked about a bit. Um, there was a lot of fancy goodness there. Like, um, Reek and uh, actually pretty much the receivers in general didn't do a whole lot because it was just the Kelsey show. Oh man, Kelsey. Yeah, it was Travis Kelsey and then Damian Williams sniping touchdowns. Did Kelsey have four in a row or is it three? Is yeah, it he, had, three? he had three touchdowns, yeah. Quote, just three? <laughs> just three, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much the tight ends and Damian Williams getting all the touchdowns. It's pretty fun to look at just like the box score on the scoring plays, and it's like 
touchdown, 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 Houston field goal. And then it's Kansas City with six straight touchdowns. Yeah. Well, I think they had seven straight touchdown drives. Yeah. Well, right here it says they had six straight. Then Houston scored the one. Deshaun Watson got one, put him at 31 41, and then they got another one. And yeah. Oh, my God. So. Man, seven, like, but yeah, like seven other offensive drives in a row resulted in a touchdown. That's a that's wild. I think that Boom. might have been. I know that was like a postseason record. They say I don't know if that's like an all time record or not. But yeah, forty one unanswered points, and it was like the drives were all so short. Oh <laughs> it my was god! Like a minute, and then two minutes, and then a minute and a half. <laughs> it's just like what? <laughs> it's wild how they can do that. But yeah, no, I like. <laughs> I was getting shit on because I was saying, guys, I still think the Chiefs can win when they were down 24 nothing, and yeah. they scored a minute later. Yeah, you're like, they're plus 300 right now if you want to bet the Chiefs do it now. Yep, yes, he did. <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, God, yes. Nice, I love oh, it. Oh, my I God, yeah. I, was, I had to. And I already had one on them from earlier in the game, but I didn't think the spread was going to get even better for me. Because, okay, so they were down 14 nothing. Mm-hmm. This is one of the big like flags for me because the Chiefs opened up his favorites, obviously. Yeah. The Texans scored. Texans score again. At this point, you would expect the line to shift, but the Chiefs were still favorites down 14 nothing. <laughs> and to me, that's like, okay, not even Vegas is biting right now. I'm like, people are betting on the Texans. Fucking don't <laughs> put it on the Chiefs. So I put one on there. They were just at uh, minus 100, which was I didn't think it was going to get better than that. Then it goes twenty four nothing, and they become plus three hundred, and I'm like, yes, okay, I'm putting even more on. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a heck of a comeback. They just, I don't, I don't know the word for it. There's a lot of words you could use for it. Bazooka them, I don't know. Like, like I wasn't shocked though. I no, feel like yeah. so many people were like, oh my god, I can't believe that happened. I'm like, can you really not? Like I, they I like, they can ex- score so fast. Not expected it, but like or like this is Mahomes, and then also like. What's Bill O'Brien going to do to ruin this? That's part of it, too. Yeah, and, and that's another thing is, like, if we're talking about coaches, Andy Reid to Bill O'Brien is a mm-hmm. significant step down. Bill O'Brien is not that good of a head coach. No. And that good. fucking punt, oh, my God, that fake punt. Yeah, like a big brain bob. That was one of the stupidest fucking plays I've ever seen. Gosh. <laughs> That wasn't like trying to stay aggressive. That was just idiocy. Yeah, that wasn't Where, like cause that was so dumb. Yeah, like because Saints like fake onside or whatever in the Super Bowl. That was like you know okay, tricky tricky worked. But like th- they gave the ball to the Chiefs at what their own what was like thirty or something. Yeah, pretty much. Let me try to find where the drive started, but like there was no reason for that. Yeah, Downs. It was yeah, pretty much their own thirty-three. Like you know they're gonna score, right? Right. You Chiefs know. in the red zone with four downs. They get all four downs? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you're putting them in the actual red zone, not just the Mahomes red zone? Oh, my God. Yeah, the Mahomes red zone actually extends infinitely to the entire <laughs> field. <laughs> like, if like you- When their drive starts, the announcer can say, well, they're in the red zone now. <laughs> it's not even an exaggeration, but... <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited for for that matchup this week. And then, um, but yeah, the last game we had uh, Seattle at Green Bay. We ended up picking Seattle. Um, all of our calls were solid. Like Russ, Lockett, Devontae were good. Um, I can't remember if we were on Lazard or Jimmy, but uh, Jimmy ended up being better. And then uh, your lunch call worked out. He ended up getting getting those two tutties. <laughs> Falling into the end zone. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I love Lynch. Yeah. His um, little, you know, pep talk at the end. I love that. That was so great. <laughs> Take care of your mentals, your body, your chicken. Like, All well, your I le- chicken. I learned that chicken was a word for money, so I'm like, well, cool. All right. <laughs> Like, well, if time is money and money is chicken, is time chicken? <laughs> is is every chicken a time lord? <laughs> when we think of Parks and Rec where April's like, time is money and money is power and power is pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like that, yeah, that was great. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. Him and Robbie need to get their own podcast. Uh, yes, I would love that. Have like a philosophy session. <laughs> <laughs> like I like when the sun stay out later. The other guy's just like, yeah, but if the sun stay out later, you can make more chicken. <laughs> you can get more than chickens. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would like that. Honestly, that'd be so. Fun. I thing is, I've never like. I need. I haven't like seen any like Robbie interviews or anything. Like I don't know like how he actually is in interviews and stuff. I'm curious. I need to go find out. Um, he kind of sounds exactly how you'd expect <laughs> him to sound by looking at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I haven't heard him like be like himself, I guess in an interview or anything as far as like Marshawn being Marshawn. He's a uh, right. He's been on good morning football when I've seen him before. Okay. Um, he's not the most eloquent speaker, but he says what he needs to. He's pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, based on his tweets, that's about what I'd expect. Exactly. Like the way he tweets is kind of how he speaks. Okay, cool. I was, I was hoping so. That's that should really be one of his tweets. <laughs> <laughs> the way I tweet is the way I speak. Oh, yeah, but um, anyway, before we before we get into this weekend's games, we have a couple news updates. The main thing is Cleveland has hired uh, Stefanski from uh, Minnesota, and I can't remember who they who was bringing him with him. I know, like he, I can't remember if they picked an offensive coordinator or not, or who's bringing with him, but. The main thing that I took from this is that they're going to focus on the running game more because it's what's going everywhere. So this seems like initially a good thing for Chubb. I am curious why they didn't like take more time, but I think it is. The one there's a few points to this that I that I do like. I certainly like it a lot more than Freddie Kitchens. I'm mm-hmm. already way more jazzed for the Browns with this hire. Um the first is he worked for Zimmer and just like in terms of a head coach, Zimmer to Freddie Kitchens is like opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. I think if he brings some of the attitude Zimmer like carried with him, that's going to be really big. Because your head coach has to, you know, kind of be in charge. Mm-hmm. They have to be the one like doing everything. And like everybody, if the coach says something, you fucking do it because your coach is going to blow your ass up if you don't, yeah. you know? Not Freddie Kitchens who just made so many poor decisions this year and looked like he was you know, the goddamn shirt he wore. <laughs> Pittsburgh started it. I'm not going to say I disagreed with it, but <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. coach of the Browns, like you have to have some situational awareness. It was funny, but from an actuarial standpoint, it was really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I like you. I feel like hopefully Stefanski will be from the Zimmer tree of coaching, which is I'm going to be the boss of this locker room, and you're going to fucking do what I say, or you're going to get your ass blown up in front of everybody. You're going to be embarrassed. You might cry. Like we don't <laughs> do that. So just do what I say, kind of attitude. Yeah, it it does seem like a good fit. Like guess personnel wise, so he because he's going from having Diggs, Steele, and Cook to Odell, Jarvis, Chubb. So that's like a pretty good. 
and then, like I mean like Rudolph too and like um and Joku like it's a pretty even like yeah, similar situation not, there right he's not losing a lot of talent the only thing that I don't know if the Vikings line is that much better than the Browns it's definitely better yeah, on it, the it, interior. it performed better this year at least like I'm, I see right. the, the Browns line can't get worse but Ugh. yeah, yeah the Vikings are definitely better on the interior mm-hmm Garrett Bradbury's been a really great draft pick for them, but they need a. The Browns need some tackles. Oh yeah, I'm, yeah. That, it's been so bad since Joe Thomas has been gone, but come back. <laughs> but yeah, as I said, as far like at first, I was really like, why did they rush this? Why didn't they wait for like you know Bienemir or Salah? But like l- looking into it more, I think it makes it it makes a little more sense than I thought it did initially, just because I was like, oh, the Browns rushed it, but it makes some sense, and then it it'll probably result in a lot of chubs, so. Oh man, you know I love a lot of chub. Can't you can't go half chub. You got to go full chub. Got to go full chub. Um, I was gonna say there was another sort of coaching movement here that was kind of interesting. Was that Pat Shermer went to the Broncos? Um, oh, is as, there an, as their offensive yeah. coordinator, and yeah, that right. I like. That mm-hmm. I like a lot. Um, he's not a head coach, but. No, I think he's a dreadful head coach. He all of those things I was just talking about, like Zimmer qualities. You know, the head coach mm-hmm. that is kind of a hard ass, and you're actually kind of afraid of them because you know they're your boss and they can fire you. Mm-hmm. Um, Pat Shermer has none of that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a, it's like the Hugh thing. Like it's like yeah, no. coordinator, not head coach personality. So right, like, yeah, head coach you need to have a kind of personality. You know, Belichick and. Um, some of these guys, Andy Reid, Pete Carroll, they don't put up with bullshit, you know, mm-hmm. or instigate it. And or they have like enough of a reputation that the players like trust them. Yeah, so I, I kind of like the Pat Shermer to Denver. That kind of uh, that's interesting to me. Now you've got Vic Fangio as a head coach, and Pat Shermer as your OC is pretty solid tandem. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a nice balance there, as far as like you know a good like a hopefully you know solid OC to balance out the defensive head coach. So and. Locked did a lot better than I thought he would to close out the season, so I'm kind of like intrigued about what Denver's going to do. And then Sutton Dude, has me been amazing. Too. So like, I mean, yeah, that was a that was a shock to me. Locke was one of the quarterbacks I was not high on uh, because he oh. fell to second. Yeah, like a lot of people thought he ended up being a first rounder, but yeah, the lock to Sutton's been good and Fant looked pretty solid. So I'm like kind of intrigued by what Denver's offense can look like next year. I think it has a, a no case ceiling. Yeah, like a good potential. Like what if. They get Robbie. Like, literally everywhere, Ooh. I'm like, what if they get Robbie? Like, what if they get Robbie? I want Robbie to go to, like, Vegas, dude, with the <laughs> uh, Raiders. Robbie on the Raiders would be fucking amazing. I would I would get a Robbie Raiders jersey. Oh, dude, I would have to. <laughs> or some Robbie Raiders apparel. That wouldn't have his last name. It would just be a son. It'd be pretty cool, like, just a silver son on that black fucking, oh, man. That'd be yeah, dope. like, wherever the eye patch is, just put a son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have, to, I have to do that. All right, that's my next task. But uh, yeah, Photoshop that'd be great. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's a couple other funny news things. Um, so I live, so I live in Cincy, and I was driving down the freeway and saw a Joe Bill, a Joe Burrow billboard already. So Burrow, oh, yeah. Burrow Mania is fucking on full tilt here. Everyone is ready for it. Like every time, like someone brings up, like, oh, what if the Panthers are a Dolphins trade? Everyone's like, no, 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 no. Like we're taking Burrow. It's no, I think the, the the one thing that sucks is I hate knowing what like exactly who the team's going to take. I guess it's not terribly a bad thing. It makes it easier to pick 
the other ones. But at the same time, I don't think there's any chance the Bengals don't take Burrow. Yeah, that would. It seems like a very solid chance to get a good start <laughs> with someone. So people comparing him to Joe Montana, and I think that's a little a little egregious, just because Joe Montana won five four Super Bowls. But yeah. um, you know, that's not a bad comp. You know, the thing is, Burrow doesn't really like everyone's trying to comp him. He like he's he's unique enough that he doesn't really like have much of a comp. Like you can say like oh he's like a blend of like you know A and B, but like as far as like a direct comparison, like there's no one that's really like I haven't seen a good one. And slash I didn't like see anything stick out as like a good one. Yeah, no. So I'm gonna I haven't really watched him that much. So my plan here is to watch a lot of his tape, and I like to do player comps too. Once we get closer to the draft, so I'll definitely have a few for the, some of the quarterbacks. I did yeah. want to mention that last year I did the wide receivers, and that was really fun. I kind of just did like a comp for all the wide receivers, mm-hmm. and they were pretty good comparisons because I did these pre-draft, mm-hmm. and I looked at AJ Brown, who I said was like Anquan Bolden. Um, which if you remember Anquan Bolden when he yeah, first that's, that's about he, was, right, yeah. he was pretty fast. He became more of a physical receiver, which which um AJ Brown has too, Clearly like is, as yeah. he got older. And he used that to get separation. So I like that a lot. They're both great route runners, good at getting separation. My Hollywood Brown was my Deshaun Jackson slash Tyree Kill mm-hmm. comp. Um Hakeem Butler we never got to see play, but yeah. my comp for him was a Brandon Marshall slash Plaxico Burris type like maybe late career Brandon Marshall where he was just really good in the red zone. He's six, yeah. five <laughs> uh, Debo was my golden Tate comp slightly bigger, but he had that kind of slip factor. Yeah. Which he has shown. He yeah, just like kind of, yeah. just kind of slip past people and make them miss. Um, and Keel Harry is my Laquan Treadwell and Devin Funches comp, <laughs> which I think is still kind of accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck so far. It's... <laughs> oh, it's not good, but it's... <laughs> fucking it, it's funny. Yeah, so I, I had a lot of fun with it last year, and it was kind of because there were there were so many wide receivers in that class. I wanted to sort of differentiate them because I knew there'd be a lot coming into the league. Mm-hmm. Um, so this year, I want to look at the skill positions and like which ones we're going to see the most of. Maybe it'll be more well rounded and less concentrated on one class, but it tends to sort of lump together each year. There's, like, a lot of one position going through. Yeah, th- this this incoming draft class is fucking loaded at, I mean, wide receiver and, and running back, really. So, really? Yeah, that's, like, the initial glance is those two positions are stacked in this one. So I'm, like, I'm looking forward to digging into that. But, um, mm. yeah, Burrow Mania is real here. Um, and <laughs> then on receivers, so we had Odell and Edelman find themselves in the news uh, this past week. Um, oof, bab, oof. The Odell thing is just dumb. I'm sure everyone's it's pretty seen the, stupid. The whole slap ass thing and him just kind of making slap an ass, ass of himself. In general. <laughs> so, slap ass. Yeah, shit happens. <laughs> just spanks the security guard. You know, it'd be like that. It'd be like that sometimes. And then Edelman, who it was talked about way less, and then I guess he like he had already been set for the award that they gave give out for like being like basically their good person award yeah pretty much like they're walter payton for the patriots award yeah. the you're walter a good payton guy with a lot of honor <laughs> arrested for jumping on a car yeah he dented charging. the like so it's like he dented the hood of someone's mercedes um because he jumped on it or some shit like he dented it yeah i don't know i'm like i don't know how that started 
Like, he was obviously... I don't say obviously, but I assume he was partying way too hard. Most likely, right? I mean, most likely. Because yeah, everyone likes to do the Wes Welker comp, and we know Wes Welker, like, partied, you know, at the, at the races, <laughs> right? The horse race. <laughs> so, that's your Wes Welker comp. There we go. Yeah, no, I... Uh... Oh, and uh, I was going to say, AB's agent terminated his uh, relationship, too, yeah. so the other piece of news, but he said yeah. he would like to continue working with him once he gets help. Yeah, he's, um, AB kept tweeting out a picture of a gummy bag of dicks at ESPN, and then Adam Schefter, and then, I guess, his agent? I don't know if he did. <laughs> or... So, yeah, this that's what that's the at. first, like, live study we get to see of a person going through CTE. <laughs> <laughs> see... I don't know if it's that or if he's just like the biggest. I don't actually think it is. Yeah, yeah. he's just. I think he's just the biggest asshole on the planet. No, I saw a lot of people who were like, "Oh, well, after he got concussed, he became an asshole." And I'm like, I don't really think that's what it is. I think he was already an asshole. I think he was always an (laughs) asshole. I mean, because what's his name? Um, like the one guy on ESPN, um, was it Ryan? Something I don't remember. Like who was with the Steelers? Who said whose whose quote was, "If you give this man money, you'll make him a monster." Oh, was it what Ryan? Huh. Yeah, oh, what, the, who's the Steelers guy on ESPN? Oh, oh crap, I got this up. ESPN, Ryan. Ryan Clark, there we go. Oh, it's Ryan Clark? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was he, say him, and I was like, wait, is he, is he done yet? But, um, <laughs> yeah, he basically called Antonio Brown being an asshole once he got money. So. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's fucking stupid. Anyway, uh, this weekend's games, so... <laughs> Um, first up, we've got Green Bay at San Fran. Let's hope we both have have San Fran here. Yeah, and I, I think we both agree we felt a little more confident here than we did with Kansas City winning. Actually, definitely, I would say weird, definitely. Yeah, but... I mean we know it's Aaron Rodgers that can win any game, but the San Fran feels like the better team. Yeah, and like Rodgers hasn't been like the same like otherworldly Rodgers this year. No, he really hasn't. Um, he still makes the throws yeah. every like he does, but it just seems like he's I don't know, maybe not connecting. I do like I also, say this like, all the time. They need another receiver. Yeah, man. that's the thing too. It's hard to pin it all on him just because the offense has like one receiving option. That's it's like, Devonte Adams and then a bunch of just average guys. Mm-hmm. It's it's like you go to a restaurant and they have one really really good dish, and then everything else on the menu is just like filler. <laughs> like that's that's what it is with the Packers like the receiving courts you've got this amazing team they're known for then everything else is like oh in case you don't like this thing I guess we'll feed you something right oh here's this bread we just you know got it from down the street it's... yeah here's a kid cuisine <laughs> that's that's Equinemius St. Brown he's, he's like the what, what's like the not good kid cuisine because like the mac and cheese one it was obviously like the best one at least in my opinion just because like that microwave's the best let's see let me look up all the kid cuisines. Um, is there a SpongeBob one? Right? There's a fried chicken one. I feel like that probably. I never tried that. I feel like that wasn't good. It's probably not. It's microwavable. Yeah. So like, also there's a pizza one. I don't. I I never tried that one. I feel like a microwave frozen pizza kid cuisine would not be the best. I'm I'm the one I'm accustomed to is the chicken nuggies with the mac and cheese. Yeah. There's there's the nuggies and there's also like just the mac and cheese one pretty much. But yeah, those are the main ones. But yeah, the uh, so. Like, yeah. Equity Miss St. Brown's like the fried chicken kid cuisine. Oh, there's a spaghetti with meatballs one. That's probably awful. Uh, I don't know. I feel like 
I've, I've really sold on the fried chicken one, like the bone-in fried chicken being the worst one. Ew. And, like, I feel like the pizza one wouldn't be good, but it wouldn't be terrible. I do think the spaghetti meatball has terrible potential. Yeah, those meatballs are probably disgusting. Mini corn dog is probably e- decent because that's easy to do. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking through all these. Oh, there is an actual hot dog one. What the fuck? Ooh, that's scary. That's not good. That looks like newer too. <laughs> so I'm like looking just through pictures. Like they're obviously like there's a Shrek themed one. It's technically a vegan dog because it's not actually meat. <laughs> <laughs> What's oh oh oh? There is a there's a taco roll up one. Ooh. They're cheese pizza strips. They're, I'm getting like kind of deep in the archives here. Like I did not realize they were like taquito kid cuisines. We're on the deep web looking at all of kid cuisine. Oh, oh, oh God. I think I found the worst one. Is it fish sticks? <laughs> no, it's a, um, it is a chicken sandwich one. So like, there's actual bread in a frozen meal, just like plain buns in a frozen meal. E. And it comes with um, it, corn and carrots and peas and then some popcorn? Popping Krispies? I don't know. That Popping one, Krispies. That one, okay, that one looks pretty rough. But anyway, where were we? So this rabbit hole we're down is because of the Packers receiving core being basically just like a bunch of shitty good cuisines and then Devontae Adams. And then Devontae Adams, who's like the Stouffer's lasagna. <laughs> oh, God, let me, let me send you a picture of this. Comparisons. <laughs> I've, so there's a site called Tasty Lies. So, okay, I've... I've dug more into this rabbit hole. It's called Tasty Lies. And basically, it's actual pictures of the food versus what's on the cover. And this picture of the hot dog one looks so bad. Oh, God. I have to see this. I like the fries. Like, Oh, Jesus. That's the saddest looking meal I think I've ever seen. <laughs> Hold on, wait. Do they have like a... Six gummies. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, so this... Corn. The there's... fries. So they've got like a, a whole like basically like a ton of archives of kid cuisine pictures versus like the actual thing oh god there's a there's a pancake kid, kid cuisine oh there's a hamburger one. Oh god the hamburger one does not look good the pancake one okay this person made a mess so it kind of looks weird but the pancake one probably wasn't actually that bad um yeah the, 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 the hamburger one looks pretty bad the beef patty yeah but we huh. could technically call it beef <laughs> There, there is a trace of beef. It's like the fucking like Taco Bell thing. <laughs> the chicken sandwich one looks really sad. Yeah, so they pretty much have like the saddest looking ones on there. Anyway, back to football. Back to football. <laughs> this was our tangent of the episode. Brought to you by <laughs> <Kid> Cuisine. <laughs> so yeah, Rodgers has no one really to throw to, and that's kind of been the problem. I think the San Fran defense is good enough and has enough talented pieces to cause them problems there i mean their defense is going to do what it did last time it's going to give rogers just so much so many problems back there mm-hmm. although their I know pass that... rush is pretty good yeah the packers online i can't remember like if they're missing someone to get someone back i don't know i think the Packers. i'm pretty sure the packers line is all healthy so they do have a really good line when it's all healthy so if they can hold up that's huge but the 49ers defense is also healthy so it's hard to really give an edge one way so, yeah but anyway so as far as players were on Devonte, obviously because he's like i said the only guy and he's gonna move around and sherman just plays one side so he will Devonte will get some not sherman coverage and then um i mean are you on kittle too i i mean he balled way out big game. on kittle yeah i don't see a reason he wouldn't ball out again i guess i mean big players 
make big plays in big games. That kind well, of I think thing. Green Bay is pretty susceptible to tight ends too. Yeah, I'll have to look through their game logs just because like the tight end is pretty hard to gauge per se. But yeah, um, then, yeah I'm, I'm big on Kittle in the run game. Yeah, so that's so in our, in our stream section, I have do we are you on like Coleman versus Mustard or like Debo versus Manny? Like, where are you? What side are you on for those two things? Um, probably Coleman. Maybe I um, I think Mustard's good to do anyway. Like I think they both probably will do okay. Yeah, because like I was I was like looking into DFS stuff too, and like it's like <laughs> on both sides. I'm just gonna say take the cheaper one. But if you're talking straight up, it's really hard for me to call like one or the other. Because like I don't think Coleman's like put together back to back games this year. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he is not. I'll look into it right now, but I don't think he has. Really. Let me look. See, that's yeah. I mean, because he was definitely the focal point last week. Mm-hmm. Let me see what I can find about Mister Tevin here. Because because he put up that like bonkers game one week. Yeah, I mean, maybe Shanahan was just saving him. <laughs> He's just saving him for the playoffs. Yeah, because I guess so. Weeks five and six, he had decently in a row. They had a big week eight, and then nothing really much the rest of the year. While most was doing his thing, but. I mean, no no one's going to be a feature back. It's going to be a split with a little bit of Breida sprinkled in. So it's kind of gross for dates. But, but their run game will be good. Mm-hmm. And then uh, on so on Debo versus Manny, all right, who are you on? I'm, actually, I'm on Debo because he's going to get more Kevin King, who's been really struggling. I mean, I like Debo just naturally. I <laughs> yeah, feel like general. Sanders just, I don't know. I've, I don't know. He, he hasn't done a whole lot lately, has he? He's been very, like, hit or miss. So, but... So okay, I'm looking at the Packers tight end wise. Good tight ends like have had good games against them. So right, I feel like Kittle is just such a part of the offense. That... Yeah, like Waller had a really good game. Like that was Waller's like best game of the year. Yep. Kelsey had a good game. Henry had a good game. Greg Olson had a really good game. Kittle balled out. Caden Smith of the Giants had a good game. Yep. Hollister last week had a solid outing actually. So yeah, Hollister is interesting. <laughs> yeah, I like. Maybe we will never see him again, but who knows? I bet, I bet the Patriots kind of wish they'd kept him. Probably at this point, with the way their offense has been running. Yeah, because the reason I had him in Dynasty was I was like, oh, maybe he'll be the Gronk replacement, and then he's just on Seattle, and then he's relevant. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll take it. Um, so any anyone else you're intrigued by in this game that we haven't really gone over? Are you on any Green Bay pass catchers aside from Devontae? Honestly, No. Unless you're considering Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams as pass catchers. <laughs> I'm sure they'll do okay. Yeah, I think Aaron Jones should be fine just because he's going to probably get the ball a lot. But yeah, a like, there, so, um, on, so Alan Lazard, he's like questionable for this game right now. So if he's out, I think it makes Jimmy Graham kind of interesting. Um, let me pull up the game logs, I guess, for San Fran versus um, tight ends. I think they've kind of been susceptible. I can look into it now. But um, because Jimmy Jimmy Graham has basically been their second receiver for the last little bit, so take a gander here because like MVS has been like absent, Jerron Wallace has pretty much been absent too, so it's a gross situation. But yeah, so let's see, tight ends versus Niners. Um, let's see, Higby had a good game. They all Hooper and check that was his first game back. Cook had a good game. Managers was fine. Hollister was good. So they have, they haven't played any really good tight ends. They haven't like had a tough tight end schedule this year, so it's kind of hard to tell. But I think a good tight end could have a decent time against them. So not that Jimmy Graham's good, but he'll probably get the second most targets on the team if Lazard's out. So I don't love it though. 
Yeah, no. I, Jimmy Graham is just getting getting up there, man. There's no, there's nothing exciting about him. No, that's uh, that's why. Like, it's hard for me to. That's why I didn't take Green Bay last week, and why I can't take him again. They just, they just need another receiving. Yeah, option. they don't have enough. Like the only, the way Green Bay wins this is if Jimmy Garoppolo just like implodes, which is a possibility. But sure, I mean, like Green Bay. Could you imagine if they had gotten Emmanuel Sanders? Yeah. I mean, come on. This would be a great matchup. Yeah. San Fran doesn't really need Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, I know. They've got like a hodgepodge of pass catchers. It's kind of funny. They have so many. Mm-hmm. But And then um, oh yeah, also on the San Fran side, D Ford, um, he has been limited in practice all week. He played like a smidgen last week, I think. So I assume he'll be fine. And same with Quan Alexander. He played last week and got like half the snaps. So I think they'll both see an uptick. But keep an eye just in case. On yeah, I think they'll board. both play a good amount because they'll play enough to like get themselves ready, and then they'll probably rest because they'll have a lot of time. They got, they got two weeks, yeah. Yep. So that's a big thing. Oh, the dog above me is barking. The the people that live above me, the dog makes a lot. I mean, it's a dog it makes a lot of noise, but like, I think it's a I think it's a big dog. I haven't seen it, but I hear I hear a lot of like thumping around at like really random times. Like someone comes like back a, and the dog gets so excited. Like a music lyric. The dog above me is barking. <laughs> or like a Robbie tweet. <laughs> Why the dog above me barks so much? <laughs> and then um, defense-wise, I mean, San Fran makes sense, but I think you could like... So I San get this, Fran, like, like with their pass rush to me makes sense. Yeah. I, I, this is, I guess, more of like a DFS thing if you want to be unique. I think you can, like I said, make a case for the Packers and hope that Jimmy G implodes. And that's kind of like your lotto ticket there on being different but because i mean the packers defense like fantasy wise has been good just off of like sacks and not letting up a ton of points and stuff so but that said i'm not super confident i think sanford wins so yeah me too can green bay win of course they have aaron Rodgers, but like sanford's a better team their mm-hmm. defense is better they're more complete and well-rounded and shanahan uh he's got a little more clout with me than uh lafleur yeah, for sure. Also, my bad. I think I think this is the second game. I think I mixed up the order of them. So we talked about the second game first, and now we're going to talk about the first game. Yeah. We put these times in. So now this one, because this is the 640 game. I did all this through my phone when I set up the dock, so stuff got wonked. So that's the oh, second yeah, so game. That's the second game. Yep. So further in the future is that one, then less in the future is Tennessee at Kansas City. Um, this one's at 3.05, so that's kind of a slightly later start for those uh, West Coasters. We're saving the better game for last. <laughs> I think it is a better game. Green Bay-San Fran? No, uh, Tennessee-Kansas City I think is a better game. Yeah, so this is the yeah. So we're saving it for last, but the NFL's putting it first. Right, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? To be fair, though, last week I had Sunday off. I was just going to watch football all day. I watched the Chiefs-Texans game, and then I passed out and missed the entirety of the Packers-Seahawks game because like, it just wasn't as interesting to me. Yeah, like, it was closer, like, ending-wise, but it wasn't as good. It's, that's the best way I can put it, like... It was good. Be- it was only good because it was close. If it wasn't like close at all, like the the play wasn't very like invigorating. Like Devontae Adams put on a show, Lockett put on a show. No, Marshall Lynch is fun, but yeah, <laughs> always is. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyway, right now we both have Kansas City beating Tennessee. You know, being lazy taking the favorites, but I mean, they're both seven point home favorites. Um, seem like the better teams all around, but this one we're a little less confident about. 
at least I think for me spread wise because well what's it at now let me check because I think this one actually opened at seven and a half and is now down to seven and that would make we, sense and the other one opened at seven is now up to seven and a half so yeah yeah I mean I think we both acknowledged that either team can win this game mm-hmm. like Tennessee and Kansas City and they each have very distinct styles of winning so I guess it's just going to be about which one we see kind yeah. of take form Tennessee can just eat the clock with Henry. The Chiefs' run defense is not anything to write, you know, write home about. Yeah. So, like, they can just eat the clock with Henry, keep Mahomes off the field, and just kind of, you know, force it down their throats all game. And then we'll basically have, if San Fran wins, two very similarly built teams that are sort of against the trend we've seen in the NFL, which has been a lot of air raid, high-passing mm-hmm. offense. It's like return to the ground using the run game to keep those guys off the field. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be really interesting. I'm not, I would like, I'm picking the Chiefs, but I also, I mean, dude, I'm kind of rooting for Tennessee in a couple it ways. It is interesting, honestly, just like how like unlikely this all has been. The whole know, entire like, thing of it. It's quite unbelievable that Ryan Tannehill yeah. is where he's at right now. It's the super Ryan awesome. Tannehill Titans are in the AC championship game. If you said that, at the start of the season, like, <laughs> <laughs> like what have you smoked? And yes. where can I get it? <laughs> I mean, it would be really fun to just have Derrick Henry do the thing. Like he just carries them <laughs> all the way the thing, there, yeah. <laughs> and has the greatest postseason of any running yeah, back like ever. A running back wins Super Bowl MVP. Like, I'm here like, for it. When does that happen anyway? That's because I know we were like talking about like uh, myself and Jolly and, and Jay Watt were going through like, all the previous like. Super Bowl MVPs, and like I don't remember the, like the running back coming up for a while. I think there might have been a Marshall Falk one at some point. I don't know. Well, I was going to say, did Terrell Davis ever get it? Maybe. I don't know. I guess I can look at I still feel like they probably season. gave it to Elway, even though it was clearly Davis that was carrying that team. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking up Super Bowl MVPs because that's, you know, an easy list to find, thankfully. Although, it'd be yeah. just load, so I'll just use Wikipedia. But I'm trying to, like, I don't know when the last running back was. If ever. Oh, this isn't show position, but I'm get my best guess here. Um, let's see. Yeah, Terrell Davis in '98 would be the last running back to win it. Yep. Hey. Good call. Good call. So that's what I'm here for. I still can't believe Julian Edelman won it last year. That's so funny. That um, is it. Just because of that one catch. <laughs> I think it's because he was the only like skill player that did anything. That's also true. But yeah, so. That would just be fun in that sense, I agree, for Derrick Henry to just do the thing, as as we'll say. So do in, the thing. Yeah, but so in this this first matchup was way closer than the Green Bay Sanford one, as because you know as it was like week ten or something, Sanford just just destroy Green Bay. Although as, it'll be closer, I assume. But um, so yeah, Tennessee won by three points at home against the Chiefs. Um, oddly enough, the Chiefs won the time possession battle. It was like thirty se- It was like thirty eight minutes to twenty two minutes, which is very opposite for what you expect from these teams. Yeah, no, so this is kind of what I am, uh, <coughs> my prediction for this game. I, I'm i giving a lot of credit to Andy Reid here. I think he's a really good coach. I think the Patriots showed how to beat the Titans. I think they did it without actually doing it. Yes, Because they exactly. didn't have an offense to capitalize mm-hmm. on it. But they showed how to beat them, and it's to actually let Derrick Henry eat up yardage you just have to make sure they don't get big plays if you stop the big plays that really puts a cut into their offense because i know you were talking about it a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. 
Tennessee's offense is really big play dependent. Mm-hmm. That's like a lot of their scoring comes from that. That's what it is. It's they run, 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 chunk plays. I mean, that's what they did last week to get out to the lead was that like 50-yarder to Raymond or whatever, whoever it was, to get that like big play to start it off, and they just kept the lead from there. They'll like run, 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 big play, run, 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 like then just kind of like not give you a chance to get your own big plays. And so. Exactly. Yeah. So like if, like I assume Andy Reid has not only watched that game and is very aware that that's something he can do. So I think he's going to try to do that. Mm-hmm. The difference is the Patriots have no offense. Their offense was yeah. garbage. So like also a better they, defense, but way better defense mm-hmm. significantly. But so like if Reed can do that and limit the big plays, they have the offense to win this game. So I'm that's the like why I'm going with the Chiefs right now. I like I think he he's going to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So looking back at it, the the Titans did have that like 53 yard fumble return for a touchdown. And then Derrick Henry had his you know nice. 68-yard run. Gosh. Oof. And then Raymond had a big play. It's funny, like, it keeps seeing, like, Khalif Raymond with big plays, like, every so often. It's hilarious. He had a big play in that game, too. Because he had a big play. Because he was only the big play. Yep, Khalif Raymond with that 45-yarder. So, Chiefs, watch out for Khalif Raymond randomly doing some shit on you. <laughs> but... The yeah. key to winning this game is stopping Khalif Raymond. You <laughs> thought it was Derrick Henry? You were wrong. <laughs> But yes, I just gotta watch the big play because that's that has been Tennessee. It's just pure efficiency, and they've been running hot. So yeah, it's, no, it's totally possible that even though they try, they can't. They like Tennessee's yeah. offense might just be too stacked. Yeah, between Derrick Henry and AJ Brown, they've got some very good big play players. So oh my god! But, Plus, they've you know Johnny Smith is in, is pretty solid. He's yeah. been doing well for them as well. Yeah, Jonas is pretty good. I like him. They still have other guys like Corey Davis that were first round talents. They're just kind of chilling there. <laughs> Gosh, he needs to go somewhere else so badly. He, yeah, he does. He needs another Give stop. Robbie to the Titans and give Corey Davis to I don't know. Uh, yeah, I thought you said the Jets. I'm like, I don't think he's gonna get rejuvenated. No, not to be honest. Yeah, no, not, no one does. <laughs> Say like the Seahawks or honestly Corey Davis with the Seahawks or. Uh, Hmm, Packers even. Yeah, like, anything's an upgrade there. I'm just curious, like, where in the world is Corey Davis? Where in the world is Corey Davis? (laughs) It's not Tennessee. That sounds like one of those, like, you know those video games you get in cereal boxes that are, like, shitty versions of an actual computer game, like, back in the day? That's, like, (laughs) where in the world is Corey Davis and where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? It's, like, your, like, cereal knockoff box version of it. Mm, I want that cereal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> some choreos <laughs> so anyway as far as this game goes the players in it um so the the last the last outing between these two teams the the big play receivers went off like reek and um and hardman had good games like hardman had like that one huge play but um i mean this the the titan secondary is is weak and i, I remember like we talked about the one of my worries with baltimore versus tennessee was that like defensively and offensively the Titans had good matchups against Baltimore? I felt like how it played out. Uh, I, I mean, I ultimately thought Baltimore would still win despite it, but but it's, it's flipped for this because like Kansas City and Baltimore are pretty much like opposites. <laughs> like yeah, for not, sure, not fully, but like a lot of their philosophy is opposite. So like Kansas City will be able to take advantage of Tennessee's weaker secondary, which happened in the first game. See, Tyreek was like eleven for one fifty-seven. Hardman had that sixty-three yard bomb. Kelsey still did his thing, of course. So like yeah. I think we're going to see a nice spot for Tyreek, and I mean, you obviously have to consider Kelsey every single week. 
because it's like it's a really good matchup for the Titans. Yeah, that too. And we saw we saw Derrick Henry do his thing last time, and then also was it was it AJ Brown? Let me check. See AJ Brown. It was AJ Brown. Yeah. Or no, they didn't really. Well, it was once again. Um, No, he didn't do much in that game either because it it was all Derrick Henry again. Oh. Pretty much, and then just randomly spread out amongst everyone else. Right, so, like, that's the thing. People are all saying, like, it's a really good matchup for Tennessee, which it is because, like, offensively, Mm -hmm. the Chiefs' defense is bad against the run, so that's bad. Uh, But at the same time, like, I wouldn't necessarily say the Chiefs, like, have a bad matchup themselves. Oh, yeah, I I agree. You know? Based on how they match it, for sure. The Titans' run defense is really good, and the Chiefs don't, don't really. Yeah, don't really run. Yeah, <laughs> they they like they pass to Damian Williams on wheel routes. That's pretty much like their running game. Right. Mahomes they have Mahomes. Yeah. <laughs> so, why run when you can run through the air? <laughs> <laughs> but um, obviously Mahomes should have a good time because he's really fucking good at football. <laughs> yeah, he is. But um. So I guess um, between McCole Hardman and Demarcus Robinson, I guess that's kind of like the either or of this one. Who who would you prefer here? Um, hmm, that's interesting actually. Because that one's tough. Because like Robinson is on the field more, and I mean, I maybe maybe Sammy Watkins too. Like Sammy Watkins is, is the second receiver in terms of like opportunity, but it's less exciting because I like I, I feel like it doesn't seem like he is you know big play really i kind of see robinson doing okay um yeah, how did hardman do previously uh, oh and in, in, in their last game or like just like or the chiefs last game in general just the chiefs last game um i don't think he got much of anything because because i know robinson had some drops because <laughs> jay complaining about it and then let's see hardman got four he got to get four targets though at least and then robinson got four targets as well so they got they got an even amount of targets yeah but, and they're they're actively trying to use Robinson a lot, or sorry, like I mean, use Hardman a lot when he's out there. But you know, maybe Sammy will do something. Yeah, he, maybe he'll he, be their big play guy. Yeah, he showed up a little bit last week though, so I don't know how I feel about like saying, "Oh, Sammy might be helpful two weeks in a row." That's a lot <laughs> to ask. Seems like a contradiction. <laughs> yeah, because he he had he was like some, a chunk guy for them, so it's you know, chunk. Yeah, I, I don't. I guess I don't know who to pick after Tyreek and. Kelsey, but you gotta get someone. And then how are you, how are you feeling about Damian this week? Do you think he is the vulture again? Um, probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Like he has like such good like touchdown equity as far as like he because he had like twenty seven yards by the time he got his third touchdown. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like it's one of those things where he just has gonna get some touchdowns because of the offense. So. Has um has McCoy just kind of fallen off? Yeah, I guess. I guess they're just not using him. He said he had an illness, but he's questionable. He had he like didn't play. He was, yeah, he was available last week and they just didn't really use him. So yeah, like what's going on? Why'd you sign him? I don't know for funsies because Andy Reid missed him. I guess. Yeah, okay, buddy, come play. I missed you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think Damien's fine as like a you know touch a very touchdown dependent play. Although he's kind of, I know he spent some on DraftKings this week. I don't know about Fanduel, remember, but because yeah, I don't see him gonna get a whole bunch of yardage, but he can definitely like I can definitely see the it's just box see, score of like Damian Williams one yard run, Damian Williams one yard run, you know? Yeah, it's just we have to hope he a falls into the end zone or b takes a screen ninety yards. Like 
That's those are the ways Damien scores. It's with, it's either five yards or ninety five yards, <laughs> <laughs> and that's like barely a joke. That's pretty accurate. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's not gonna like chew you up on the ground getting eight yards here, ten yards yeah. here, six yards here. He's gonna either burst one out or not a touchdown. Totally. Yeah, he's I'm trying to think like who he's the exact opposite of. Um, I would say he's like the opposite. Of like my last year's Melvin or Melvin Gordon, his first year. <laughs> Remember that he he was great on the ground and he carried the offense, but he never he got like one rushing touchdown yeah. or or maybe he didn't even score his first year. Yeah, well, honestly, like Le'Veon Bell this year, like getting like no big plays and just like getting some chunks. But mm. I would say Leonard Fournette is kind of the opposite of Damian Williams. <laughs> Interesting. I can I can kind of see that. Honestly, no, not Adrian Peterson, because Adrian Peterson actually can break up big plays. I may be current, current Adrian Peterson, I'll say. <laughs> He's the opposite of current AP. Yeah. 2019 AP, <laughs> if you if it was opposite day, is Damian Williams. <laughs> I think that's fair to say. Uh, that's pretty fun. I like the comp, too, because like current AP is definitely not himself anymore. Yeah, or I guess we could honestly just say, like, Carlos Hyde. Hmm. Like, Carlos Hyde and Damian Williams seem pretty opposite. Does he score? I don't know if he does. Nah, does not he? really, occasionally. But I, th- I think, I like I like the 2019 AP, just the very specific <laughs> right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I guess Titans side of the ball. Who, who are you feeling for the Titans, aside from the obvious, like Derrick Henry? Yeah, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown. Like, it's hard to bench either of them. Um, I think you could probably, we're going to see some Johnny this game again. Yeah, like, I, 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 I like feel good about chances. him for sure. Tannehill is probably going to run. I think he's got good upside for some rushing floor. Um, I think you can take either defense depending on which team you think is going to win. Yeah, I'll. I probably feel like avoiding these defenses. I thing is like you're pretty much hoping for like a score from either of these defenses. I think. I mean, at least for Tennessee, like, if you pick Tennessee, you're hoping for, like, a defensive touchdown because the Chiefs don't, like, turn it over a ton, and they score a lot of points, and Mahomes doesn't take a lot of sacks, so it's, like, nothing good from... I mean, they do pass a lot, which I guess is good, but they pass well, so it's hard. The Chiefs defense, I think it's it's a thing of, can they pull the run down and make Tannehill throw a bunch, and making a team that doesn't throw a lot have to throw a lot is a good opportunity, I guess, but... It's also going to be a, like, I didn't think about it, but it's a good battle of special teams, too. Yeah, that's because true, actually. Because you have the enemy over there in Kansas City who's really well-renowned, and their you know special teams are really good. I think the Titans, though, are really good on special teams as well. I I, I think I remember, like, looking into something about, like, special teams. Let me find that graphic I showed that, like, oh, yeah, it was, like, the Bengals are randomly really good at special teams this year. <laughs> yeah, okay, I, let me pull it up in the green because I, it was uh, – Basically, like, I saw something that the Bengals were good at and thought it was funny, so I shared it. <laughs> hey, guys, look at this. So, yeah, kickoff, return, aggressiveness, and effectiveness. So, the Chiefs were the most aggressive, actually. They returned the highest percentage of returnable kickoffs, and hmm. they were pretty efficient. They were, like, you know, uh, let's see. They were, they're, like, 10th most efficient. And wow. then um, the Titans were slightly below average efficiency and pretty much – Average, maybe a tiny bit above average in the California Turda. But this is this is just like kickoff specifically. But yeah, so the Bengals were like the fifth most aggressive and the second most efficient, which is kind of funny. Interesting. 
But so guess who was the most efficient? They're sa- they're like lower in the like aggressiveness as far as actually returning the battle puns, but like around, amount of kickoffs. But guess who was the most efficient kickoff returning team? Most efficient or not um, efficient, effectiveness, I should say. So it's like average yardage gain beyond the twenty-five yard line, which I guess would you would call efficient. I don't know. Effective. Hmm. It's probably not anyone you'd actually want to do, but guess ever. I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Let me know when you give up. I, yeah, I give up. I don't know. It is the Broncos. Interesting. Yeah, see, I would not have guessed that. <laughs> they came to mind, but I dismissed it immediately. Because <laughs> <laughs> you'd think, like, okay, who's official? Like, like it wasn't the Chiefs, but, like, okay, maybe, like, you know, the Eagles or, like, the Saints or, like, you think it'd be returners maybe, like, somewhere, but. Yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to think of who had the best returners. Yeah, I mean, you, you think Chiefs immediately because of Nicole and um, exactly. yeah. Tyreek, yeah. The Bills and Bears are both actually, like, up near the top two as far as, like, efficient and often. Sorry, effective mm. and often. The worst was the Cowboys. They were the least effective. Yikes. They also didn't do it very often, so they were just dookie. <laughs> Jason Garrett. But, um, anyway, but, yeah, the Bengals being, like, good at something made me chuckle, and that was the gist of it. But, yeah, I'm, I'm big on Jonu this week, I think. And, um, I guess we want to talk DFS specifically since it's mm. a four-game slate. Sorry, sorry, four teams, like two games late, where Kittle and Kelsey are tight end options. Going Jonu, like as your tight end, will make your lineup like pretty unique if you want to like. And, and like he's because he's not a bad play either. I don't think if you want to like still pick good plays and make a different lineup just on construction, paying he'll be him, so cheap. Yeah, pay, getting him instead of paying up for the other guys would be would be like, make your lineup different because then he'll be paying up for another receiver that's less owned or like another running back that's less owned. So. And he's a good way to get to Derrick Henry too, if you want. I was gonna say, do you know what the um, what Kittle and Kelsey are valued at compared to the rest of them right now? Yeah, so I guess I'll pull out like DraftKings or whatever. But because like Kelsey is really expensive, then Kittle's pretty expensive, but like a little tier below, and then Jonu's like really cheap, pretty much. I I would probably take Kittle myself if he was cheaper than Kelsey, and like I definitively thought he was gonna be the number one tight end. Like I would do it, but mm-hmm. Jonu's definitely a cheaper play, and you can get other good players because of it if you take him i'm assuming yeah so on DraftKings, so the salary cap's uh, 50k uh travis kelsey's 7100 kittle is 5800 and then joni's 3400 oh damn so it's like joni's like super cheap if you want to so like, cheap fish for that yeah well i would definitely not take kelsey yeah but like on fanduel it's like kelsey makes more sense because out of 60,000, kelsey's 78 kittle's 70 or sorry seven thousand. And then Joni's 56, so it's, like, not nearly as, like, beneficial there. Mm-hmm. But you get, like, such a cheap tight end slot on DraftKings doing that, so. I'm surprised Kittle is, like, being undervalued. He has such, he has, I think he has a good matchup and, like, a really high ceiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's is after Kelsey went bonkers last week. He had to obviously get priced up for it, so. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, um, see, injuries on this game. Chris Jones is questionable i would feel like i'm leaning doubtful i think he got limited practice in today is what i saw so keep it on him and then adam humphreys i think he's leaning towards playing hmm. um because let me oh. check let me check his practice so so he is he is traveling with the team that like that just came out like an hour ago cool um, cool, cool, cool. he's been um i think he's been limited in practice i'm pretty sure yeah so well i got because if he's active like Tannehill does like him it seems like and he's, man, he's pretty good on drafting. So yeah, he's. I mean, he's like a touchdown option for sure, depending on if he goes or not. Um, oh, Ryan Tannehill has been announced the uh, 
comeback player of the year and most improved player by the Pro Football Writers of America. Oh, there we go. Makes did he did he play last year? Um, I think he was hurt. Okay. Or I don't know. Some of, I don't know if he was hurt or bad or both. <laughs> he was on the Dolphins in some capacity, so it was a bummer. It's like the good, the bad, and the ugly, but it's the hurt, the bad, or the both. <laughs> the Miami, <laughs> the the Miami, the Achilles, <laughs> the ACL, mm-hmm. and then um, see Titans linebacker Jayon J- Jayon Brown, not Jaron or John Jayon. Um, he is questionable. I looked at the splits of him on and off the field, and it didn't look like a huge difference, like in anything particular. So is he know. middle outside? Oh, let me look exactly if I can find that. But basically, this the on and off splits without like with or without him aren't like that uh, big that I noticed. So I mean, I feel like the Titans are pretty healthy. Mm-hmm. That go. offensive line is scary. That's definitely a big swing in terms of them winning. Yeah, I mean both teams have a really good offensive line. Like, because and then if like Chris, if Chris Jones is out too, like that makes a big difference for me as well. Like Chris Jones' availability. I I think he'll play. I don't know. We'll Let's see if there's anything updated since like we started recording. Because last I saw, I said he has a limited practice and he's questionable right now. Basically, they're it's basically he's a game time decision more or less is what I'm getting from everything I'm seeing. So right, but, and it's also like it's the technically it could be the last game of the season. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he gets no. two weeks after this, <laughs> yeah, I feel like you'll see, you'll see a lot of questionable guys play, and then they're like, oh, I get two weeks after this. So. Yeah. And then, um, I, oh, yeah, I forgot, I forgot to talk about kickers. Um, what was it? Mm. Sanford kickers, McLaughlin, whatever his name is. I, I'm cool with him. No, it's uh, Gold now, isn't it? He's is, back. Is it, oh, is Robbie Gold back? I think so. You know what? I'm going to be honest. I haven't paid attention on that. <laughs> but um, I what? think. Let me check. I don't actually know. He came back in the regular season, but oh, okay, gotcha. But and then as a either kicker in the Tennessee Chiefs game, I'm cool with, and that's like what came Okay, yeah, Robbie Gold is bad. Never mind. So okay, I think, I think as the home favorite that we feel decently confident winning, that makes sense. But I mean, if this, I think there'll be a lot of points in Chiefs Titans. So those kickers, give me them kickers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Butker, dude, give me Butker. Butt kicking, kicking butts. <laughs> but yeah, I'm. So I'm like, dude, we have three football games left this season. Ah! It's crazy, ain't it? Ain't I hate it? it. It's wild. Oh, man, it's almost done. And then we have the offseason to look at draft prospects the whole time. That'll be fun. Yeah, luckily, the, I mean, the draft is, it's what, like, really early April or something like that, right? Yeah, it's uh, usually later April. I forget. Oh, that is really April, yeah. But, yeah, we have, like, a month of, like, nothing, and then stuff starts to pick back up. Yeah, that's like it's in between like March Madness and the draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like there's like a like block of nothing. It's like there's like there's like I think basically like July like is as a dead month, and then so is like like pretty much February after the Super Bowl is a dead time. Yeah, like NFL. once basketball and like hockey, everything's done. You know, mm-hmm. everything's just gross. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm the only football. thing is baseball. Uh, and then that's that. Uh, everyone just cheats in that. Apparently, <laughs> just all a bunch of fucking cheaters. Which, yeah, speaking of, have they done anything about the Patriots yet? <laughs> I don't know. If they're going to. I haven't seen anything. With their whole uh, Bengals sideline fiasco. Spygate 2.0. Yeah, I said I've not seen like any punishment brought up from that. So I'd, who knows? They're just gonna help me forget about it. The Jaguars have interviewed Ben McAdoo for mm. their OC. Interesting. 
Wasn't he decent as an OC? Yeah, I think he's another one of like those Giants guys who should have only been coordinators kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, so. that's for damn sure. I'm going to be really excited, though, for the Ben McAdoo memes. <laughs> was my favorite part of yeah. him being a coach. And we got to say McAdoo a lot. I remember that. <laughs> Don't mind if I'm McAdoo. <laughs> I wonder if that's what uh, Andy Reid says when he's about to eat some mac and cheese. <laughs> it was like... Ben McAdoo looks like the type of guy who like twirls his fingers over a box of donuts and says, don't mind if you. <laughs> so basically like a dad. <laughs> like you're the stepdad your mom starts dating right after they break up. Yeah. What is it? Uh, what is it, like Tom Sula? I, like, the, like all the memes about Tom Sula when the Niners hired him were like, this is like the first guy your mom starts dating after a divorce. Was like basically <laughs> joke about him. Right. <laughs> yeah, have similar sort of... Uh... Vibe. appeal i guess yeah <laughs> oh man but ben McAdoo, the type of guy who proposes on two knees <laughs> <laughs> that, would look, that would look so weird i'm just like envisioning that would uh oh there's the hot take siren there's ben McAdoo. ben McAdoo setting up the hot take siren wow what a, what a week <laughs> <laughs> oh man but i'm looking forward to do a, a nice sunday at football for sure. So I hope you all enjoy it and uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you.